welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 116. Be honest with yourself. It should come as no surprise that I am a big fan of honesty. Right, If you've been listening to the field log for a while, if you've been listening since day one, first of all, God bless you. But second of all, it's obvious that I care about things like virtue. I think things like virtue are very important. In fact, in some ways, you could argue that virtue is sort of the central aim of a man's life. Right? And of course, virtue is, in a Christian context, called holiness. Right? We want to acquire qualities like patience, long-suffering, kindness, Right? Fortitude, we talked about this yesterday, fortitude, discipline, faith, hope, love. I may have repeated myself there once or twice. But this is something that's very important. So I am obviously a fan of honesty, right? You should be honest with other people. You should not be deceptive, right? The enemy of every man is Satan, which I'm pretty sure Satan is Hebrew for the great deceiver. But someone, someone fact, fact check that for me. Well, today's episode is going to be about something along those lines, which is honesty with yourself, right? It's all well and good to be honest with other people. In fact, it's very important to be honest with other people. You want to be an upstanding man. You want to have honor and dignity. But honesty to other people can in some ways be easier than being honest with yourself. Right, it's very easy for us to lie to ourselves, right? You might tell yourself, I don't know, you have something to work on. Maybe you have to file your taxes. This, for some reason, is one of my favorite examples. But let's say you have to file your taxes. Tax deadline's approaching. You have a couple of days and you're on your phone and you tell yourself, oh, I'm just going to scroll through Instagram for 20 minutes. I'm just going to watch this one YouTube video. I'm just going to do this one last thing and then I'll do the other thing later. And then later comes and then you say, well, you know, I still have some time. I'll just take care of it tomorrow. But deep down, you know good and well that you're not going to take care of it later. You're not going to take care of it tomorrow. The reality is that being honest can be difficult sometimes, but in my experience, it's most difficult to be honest with yourself, especially as a Christian man, especially as a man who's given himself to God, given his life to God, When we're honest with ourselves, we come to some very painful conclusions. And I'm sure that you've experienced this in your own life. I'm sure that you've had the rare moment of lucidity, maybe, where you're fully honest with yourself and you look yourself in the mirror and say, man, I'm a mess. Right? I'm a hypocrite. I'm lazy. I'm a pleasure lover. I don't follow through. Whatever it is, whatever conclusions you come to, a lot of times they're very painful. And the scriptures predict this, right? We know this. We know we have this idea that all good things come from above. Anything in you that's praiseworthy came from God. God gave it to you, right? If you have a strong intellect, if you do have a good work ethic, let's say, if you are uh, more pious than the people around you, which by the way, bad idea to compare. I don't recommend it. And uh, most priests and 
clergy and, and spiritually advanced people do not recommend it. You should really focus on yourself, but that's a tangent. Whatever good qualities you have came from God. But whatever bad qualities you have are really your own inadequacy. And that's a very tough pill to swallow. And to a lot of people living the secular, secular life, that perspective seems very unhealthy. Now, of course, we know that not to be the case. We know that lying to yourself is unhealthy. And if you have an ailment, if you have an illness, which we all do, right? We all suffer from the illness of sin. It's a spiritual malady, something you're sick with. We know that. And not admitting that to yourself means that you'll never get help. So there is a very strong spiritual argument to be made for being honest with yourself. Not only because honesty is a virtue, but also because you can't actually grow if you're not honest with yourself. Right? I spent the majority of my teenage and early adult life not being very good with people. Right? I would talk to people and I would say things that would rub people the wrong way or I would maybe put my foot in my mouth or maybe I would be too much in some way or another. And it took not just one moment of honesty with the self, but really a whole season of that, a whole string of moments for me to realize that I'm just not naturally likable. That can be very hard to say to yourself. But if it wasn't for that, I would have never decided to study what is it that makes people build connection with other people? What is it that allows you to get off on the right foot with someone? To set the tone right, right? To, to, to make a person feel appreciated, to make a person feel heard, to make a person feel like you genuinely care about him. What is that? And it turns out that there are lots of very, very smart people who have written books about this. I've mentioned many of them on the field log many, many times. I talk about the like switch constantly. I talk about the charisma myth constantly. There's one book that's very classic called How to Make Friends and Influence People, right? Some of the advice is so ubiquitous at this point that it's considered almost cliche, right? Ask people about themselves. There's a, there's a quote from the author, Dale Carnegie, very famous quote where he says, you'll make more friends in two months by getting interested in people than you will in two years trying to get people interested in you, right? So the thing that makes people like other people is if those other people are selfless and see them as a person, see them as someone of value. Now I'm at a point where if I walk up to a counter, I can strike up a conversation and build rapport with someone very quickly, right? I've even had people talk to me and point that out and say, how do you, how do, you do that? And I always tell them, it's like, don't think that I'm a natural at this, right? This was not natural. This is something that I had to learn, but the first step to learning that, right, if you're the kind of person that maybe struggles with this or you want to get better at it, maybe you're good at it, but you want to get better, the first step is to be honest with yourself. A lot of what we talk about on the field log is techniques, right? We talk a lot about what man ought to do and how he, how he ought to do it, right? What should you be pursuing and how should you be pursuing it? But underlying both of those or really all of that, is the assumption that you've already admitted to yourself that you're not where you need to be. And newsflash, you'll never get there, right? I was having a conversation with my girlfriend two days ago, and 
one of the things that she said to me was very insightful. Is she said, you know, you spend your entire life growing and you'll never get there because the standard is perfection. I said, you are absolutely right. Right? Christ tells us, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's the standard for us. So if you ever catch yourself thinking, I'm doing pretty well at this, right? I can probably take a break and just chill out and just enjoy the rest of my life. You've already lost it. You're not being honest with yourself anymore. If you're listening to this, and uh, and if it's not the first field log you're listening to just because you're curious, but if you've listening to the you've if you've been listening to the field log podcast for a while, you've been around the Warrior King stuff, the Warrior King space for a while, something tells me that you are trying to be the best man you can be. Right? This material would be very boring for someone who doesn't share that goal. And I can tell you right now, without any doubt without any uncertainty that you will never be the man God is calling you to be if you don't introspect and if you start lying to yourself or if you continue to lie to yourself wherever you are. The reality is that you have to do digging. You have to do introspection. You have to always be honest with yourself, especially, not just even when, but especially when you're angry, especially when you're upset, especially when your tensions or or passions or whatever are flaring up and you want to point to the other person and say, this person is wrong. Look at yourself. There's a scene in the movie Man of God, which I've mentioned before. It's my favorite movie. It's a modern movie telling the story of the life of St. Nectarius of Aegina. Right, beautiful saint, incredibly humble saint. The movie's amazing. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I've shared it before, somewhere in the footnotes. But you can just Google it. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Man of God. There's a scene, right? This is one of my most, well, one of my most, one of the most memorable scenes, one of my favorites, probably top three, where St. Nectarios is arguing with the principle of the school that he is teaching at, right? He is some sort of, I guess, spiritual instructor at the school. They never really make that clear, but he has a position at that school. And the president, from the very beginning, he doesn't like St. Nectarios. He makes it very clear that he doesn't like him. He makes it very clear that he thinks religion is a thing of the past, that in order to be secular, modern, young men, the boys at the school have to forget about this stuff and just focus on science and and learning things that are going to help them make a lot of money or be very successful, something along those lines. So he doesn't like St. Nectarios. St. Nectarios represents something that the president doesn't support, thinks is a relic of the past. Well, they're in St. Nectarios' office, I think, or the library or something along those lines, and they're arguing about something. Or, well, rather, the president is arguing and St. Nectarios is very calmly responding Right, So you already start seeing the difference between these two men. And for some reason, I don't remember exactly what it was they were fussing about, but for some reason, the president starts yelling, swings his arm, and knocks a big stack of papers off a table. Right, St. Nectarius had this big pile of papers, big pile of books. The president knocks it over. And in that moment, he realizes what he's done and realizes what he's acting like. And he says to St. Nectarios, 
please forgive me. I, I didn't mean to, to knock this stack of books, this stack of papers over. St. Nectarius is already bent over, putting the papers together, you know, collecting them, trying to put them back on the table. And he says to the president, no, forgive me. I've made you angry. And that, that's humility. So when you find yourself in a moment where you're angry, where you're arguing with somebody, you have to be like St. Nectarios. You have to be honest with yourself and say, what am I contributing to this? Right? I was, have, I was experiencing this last night. Right? I was having a, call it a theological debate in a group chat that I'm in with a guy. And right, of course, to myself, you know, I'm thinking, it's like this guy clearly is uneducated on the topic. And I'm responding these sort of very eloquent arguments. And I'm putting links to everything that I'm talking about. I'm saying this happened, here's a link. This happened, here's a link. This other thing happened, here's a link. Here are my citations. And he's responding in a way that's very sort of naive and infantile, not addressing my arguments. And I'm getting very, you know, very proud. I'm like, oh, this, how dare he <laughs> argue with a, a spiritual behemoth such as myself, you know, an intellectual giant. And I'm realizing later on, what if the reason he's arguing is because the way I'm portraying the information is combative? What if the reason he's doing it the way he's doing it? What if the reason he's fighting tooth and nail and disagreeing with me? What if I'm pushing him in the other direction? What if the reason he's not agreeing with me is because he doesn't want to give me the satisfaction? That's a very difficult thing to admit to yourself. And I'm not saying that, of course, to, to ring my own bell, but I'm saying that to essentially pointed out to you that this is going to happen. But it happened to me and I'm 40, 50 minutes into this debate and I'm realizing, man, I messed up. From the very beginning, I messed up. I know this. I talk about this all the time. I tell people all the time that if you want to convince someone of something, prime the person. Right? Logic isn't what makes people believe. Everyone believes everything they believe on faith. Right? The logic just gives us evidence for what we, what we believe on faith. So when you're going to convince someone of something, or you know, more importantly, when you want to convert someone to the faith, you have to prime them. You have to love that person. You have to care about them. And you have to very slowly work with where the person is at and introduce information in a way that the person can accept. Right? And while we're on this tangent, I'll give you one piece of advice. If you ever meet somebody who believes something other than what you believe, and let's say you have very good reason for believing it, and you want to share the truth with that person, right? Easy example, you're a Christian man, you meet a person who is an atheist. Well, the road to believing in God, for some people, is short, for some people, it's very long. The best thing you can do is find a fact that the person already wants to believe, and then state it as a fact. Right? If the person doesn't believe in God, but the person believes in destiny, something good happens to him. You might say something like, oh yeah, God had that planned out for you. Some sort of reward. God gave that to you for a reason. person already wants to believe in destiny or wants to believe that he maybe deserved it. So in some ways, you're giving him a little piece of information that's going to nudge him closer to the truth. And I definitely plan on writing something a lot longer. Eventually, we're going to have a Warrior King ebook on the process of rapport building, charisma, courtship, right? We talk about this all the time. And the slow process of introducing people to ideas. I have a very particular method that, in my experience, has worked very well. But you have to be honest with yourself, right? 
You have to be honest with yourself in any moment that you're in. You have to understand that the standard for you is higher. Lying to yourself gets you nowhere. The only thing lying to yourself does is protect your feelings. But the reality is that you can't care more about your feelings than you care about being the person God wants you to be. It's going to be hard work achieving your calling or pursuing your calling, right? To whatever degree, is going to be a lot of hard work and it's going to cause you to come in contact with painful truths, right? Sometimes we have certain beliefs that we feel like have been serving us for years and then we're confronted with a new piece of information that contradicts what we believe or maybe puts it in a different light or a different context, right? Let's say uh, the Warrior King training protocol, right? I'm very convinced that the method that I prescribe is basically optimal, right? It's, in my opinion, the strongest system of weight training for strength and physique gains. But if I'm confronted with a new piece of information, for example, I've talked about this for a while, I want to come out with a, with a second version, right? An updated version that includes supersets because I came across a piece of information that supersets, right? Agonist, antagonist supersets like bench and row actually not only save you time, but also allow you to lift more, right? Do more reps. Well, I had to admit to myself that the Warrior King training protocol is incomplete. And that was something very painful. Or, well, maybe not very painful because I knew that it couldn't be fully complete. But I had to admit to myself that this wasn't as good as it could be yet. And chances are that something like that is going to happen again and again and again. And 20 years from now, the Warrior King training protocol is going to look very different from how it looks now. So if I'm not being honest with myself, if you're not being honest with yourself, then the amount of good you can do in the world and the degree to which you can live your God-given purpose is severely diminished, if not prevented entirely. Right? This is unfortunate, but it is what it is. So you have to be honest with yourself. The alternative is giving up the whole pursuit, right? Giving up everything that you've been working for. The alternative is not doing what God is calling you to do. Right? God is going to reveal things to you that are going to be very uncomfortable to accept. But there's this famous story that you hear in Orthodox circles that sort of contrasts Orthodox saints with Catholic, quote-unquote, saints. But of course, if you're Orthodox, you don't believe that post-schism Catholics can be saints. But there is a, f- a famous story about Francis of Assisi, whom the Catholics believe is a saint, where on his deathbed, he says, I've done my part, now you do yours. Right? And what that means is, what he meant with that, is that I've lived my holy life, I've lived my perfect life, and I've done everything I was supposed to do, you need to now emulate me which is an incredibly arrogant attitude for someone who's claimed to be a saint. Now, in contrast, Orthodox saints, there was another Orthodox saint, and I I forget the name of him, who's contrasted with Francis of Assisi, where he was on his deathbed, and as he was dying, he was begging God for more time because, and I quote, I haven't even begun to repent. Right? All of his 
disciples or, or, or his spiritual children are surrounding him on his deathbed and they're saying, wow, you're so holy. You're such an amazing man. You've lived such a holy life dedicated to God. And in his mind, he says, I haven't even begun to repent. I haven't even started. Right? I need more time, God, please. His view of himself was so honest. Ironically, because he was so holy. Right? This is what happens when people are living a life of sin, living a life that is not in accord with Christ. Those people are in so much spiritual darkness that when they look down on themselves, because it's so dark, they're like, I don't see anything wrong here. Right? Everything looks good to me. I'm clearly doing fine. But the closer you approach God, the more you start to enter the light of Christ, the more it starts to illuminate all of your faults, all of your shortcomings. So it's often the holiest people who view themselves as the most sinful. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Again, this is not about beating yourself up. This is not about being self-defacing or whatever. This is about being honest with yourself and admitting what your shortcomings are, admitting that you need help and understanding that understanding that help is available, that God is going to provide you everything you need to get your purpose done, to do whatever it is he's calling you to do. But only if you're honest with yourself. So today what I want you to do is, this is one of those moments, right? I want you to pause this episode I want you to pull out your notes app, pull out your calendar, pull out a scrap piece of paper, whatever it is. I want you to remind yourself, make a quick reminder. Carve out some time today, five minutes, 10 minutes. If you're in the car right now, after the episode's done playing, think about it for five minutes, whatever it is. But I want you to do this. I want you to think about this. In what areas of my life have I been lying to myself? Am I doing a job and telling myself I have to do this to put food on the table, but they're making me do all kinds of immoral things? Am I telling myself that the reason I'm not progressing in the gym is because I just have bad genetics or is it because I'm lazy and I'm not consistent? Am I allowing people to talk to me in a certain way that's not acceptable and telling myself I'm doing it out of Christian meekness, but in reality, I'm doing it out of a lack of respect for myself? Do I have friends that I tell myself aren't that bad, but in reality, they're bad for me spiritually and I'm just not letting them go because... I'm still attached to them, whatever it is. What situation in your life are you justifying to yourself? And you better believe that when this comes out, I'm going to be listening to this and I'm going to ask myself the very same question. What situations in my life, me, Marcion, what situations in my life am I sanctioning? Am I allowing? In what ways am I lying to yourself? God has called you to a particular purpose. He has made you in a way that makes you unique. You have a gift, a unique gift that no one else has. You are uniquely suited to something that no one else is suited to. And I'm begging you. I'm begging you to allow yourself to live that purpose. But the only way you can do that, the only way you can be that man, is if you can be honest with yourself. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. 
You can find me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day. <laughs>